You're listening to Irish Radio Canada, and uh, I have the honour of sitting beside Don Smith, and Don has a beautiful voice, beautiful music, but he's also going to tell us a, a story about a song that would be, mean an awful lot to us Canadians. First of all, Don, welcome to Irish Radio Canada. Thank you very much, Austin. Delighted to be able to talk to you and your listeners. Thank you. And and you and I have a few other things in common, by the way. I'm proud of all man. All right, okay. Any chance of a ticket for the match? I'm <laughs> That's the first thing I was thinking when ah, we get down ah, to the music. Ah, the tickets are sacrosanct. Aren't they? Will you be up there? Oh, hopefully I will, yeah. I so mean, you have a I ticket? Was at, uh, I was at, I go through a lot of the matches. But have you got a ticket? I haven't a ticket yet, would you okay, believe okay. it? Yeah, okay. Yeah, because I was going to ask you for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, depending on how the interview goes on, we'll see. So anyway, Dan... Um, Music and dance tips. You've been in the business now a long time. You. Yeah, well, I suppose I've, I've only really been professional in the business since 2007 when I brought out my first album, my first solo album. Right. Which is one called Start of a Dream. Yeah. And um, since that, now I've kind of, you know, it was a, I suppose you'd say it's a very slow start, but um, things are just starting to work out now at the moment. Right. And yeah. you share Sean Kane's management? Uh, yeah, I work with Johnny. I work yeah. with Johnny, uh, Johnny Broderick, um, Stephen. Johnny have uh, uh, done a few things together and I have a man playing with me there as well, uh, Frank Kelly and yeah. Frank does a bit of stuff at home as well. Right, right. Yeah. And um, one of the pieces of music that I really want to talk to you about has got to do with Gross Eel. Yeah, yeah, well, um, uh, Gross, gross Eel... Um, or, sorry, I say Gross Eel. Yes. You don't. I don't, and I, I'm probably wrong on that, uh, you know, but I was just using my, 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 my Irish uh, phrasing, you know, because we're all surrounded by islands, yes. and I, I live um, on the shores of Loch Corrib, and right. all our islands we would refer to them as, as islands, yes. you know. So uh, I, I probably misinterpreted the pronunciation, and I called it Gross Isle, yes. uh, which I should be saying Gross Isle, really. That's um, <laughs> but um, that's that's my interpretation. It's of colloquialism, it anyway. so it is, yeah, yeah. But um, no, uh, uh, I was uh, the first time, the first time I went to. Um, to go to America in the early 90s, I am. Um, I was given a book called Famine Diaries, okay. and uh, a very short book, but a, a very sad book, and it tells the story of, of two uh, people that kept a diary on their travels. Um, one of them was a, a nurse from Connemara. Uh, she was nursing in Galway at the time, and the other was a teacher, right. and he was from Sligo. And the two of them got uh, got on the the boat on Cove on, Co- uh, on the Naparima okay. and, and sailed up the St. Lawrence River into Gross Isle or Gross right. Isle and that's where they kept their diaries on, right. on that particular journey you know? yeah. Yeah. so um, you know it was uh, I, my thing about that book was I was supposed to read the book on the flight over but I, I never actually read that book until I was coming home two and a half years later Okay. and, and I was glad I didn't because when I read the book I got the experience of what it was like to go over leave home live in a foreign country right. but in better times of course, right, of course. And, and, and not the times of our poor destitute people right. left in the 1840s, you know. And of course, we, as you and I chatted a few minutes ago before we came, put, started recording that uh, you haven't been to Brazil, and you know I've been there once, and I'm looking forward to going again there very shortly. And mm-hmm. um, desolate, and, and certainly you get some sense, and I can only say you get some sense of what people had to were confronted with, yeah. because. Um, the arrivals hall, mm-hmm. which would have, is a very polite way of mm-hmm. saying where people were brought in and hosed down mm-hmm. um, 
to make sure that that before they were brought in and allowed yes. through. Um, and given the numbers, you know, it, 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 yeah, anyone who goes abroad now, we're travelling in luxury no matter how bad it is. Well, absolutely. And I had the pleasure of going to Ellis Island uh, with my family there uh, two years ago and my wife. And, you know, to see that on, on, on a bigger scale where millions of people would have went through the gates of, of, of Ellis Island. But uh, Gross Eel, um, I mean, what was happening there is that people were after contracting typhus on, on the ships. So yeah. word went to the mainland and people weren't allowed to go onto the mainland because they, they got the typhus and yeah. it would have spread like spread like wildfire. That's right. So Gross Eel was one of these places, uh, you know. Uh, and, and, and one of the things that fascinated me was that I, I chatted with um, someone a number of years back who since died and they were an expert on it. But given that the St. Lawrence freezes, yeah. There was a window of opportunity, and when I heard the numbers for 1847, I estimated there must have been about 100 ships sitting waiting to be yes. processed, yes. which is beyond comprehension. But after making that, so much of a journey, yeah. after leaving them, what we were calling them at home, uh, we were calling them, you know, the, the relief ships or the rescue ships, yeah. other people were calling them coffin ships. Yeah. To make that journey, sometimes might be five to six or maybe eight weeks, depending on the weather. Yeah. And then to land in the St. Lawrence River, and as you say, sitting there for, sitting there for two, three weeks. Yeah, and yeah. seeing bodies being dumped over. That's it. And no, no comfort in central heating. No, or no. Can you imagine young children with their mothers or young children without their mothers or fathers? Right. So that's right. You know, it's uncomprehendable. Really. Yeah. So anyway, they, you, you were inspired to write. I was after reading the book, after reading yeah. the, the, the famine diaries, and uh, you know, the two the two people uh, concerned in the book actually got married. The captain right. married them on the ship, and then they went to onto the island of Grosseil, and they were going around helping everybody. And they yeah. Kept their diaries up to the last couple of days, and they actually contracted the disease themselves. Right. And the two of them actually died on the island, right. which was very sad. Indeed. After they gone around helping everybody, so they never, they never got to see the, the promised land where they were, right. where they were hoping to go and start a new life. So, Dan, while you haven't been there, I'm sure it's your hope when you get there. I'd love to get there, Austin. I'll tell you a little story. I was doing a little gig in in Doolin in County Clare a couple of years ago for some Americans, uh, and uh, there's a private a gig in. I was sitting there and I sang Grosseil um, uh, and after it was over a man came up to me and he said how are you Donny? He said I really enjoyed your song um, he said have you ever been to Grosseil or Grosseil and I said never but someday hopefully I might and uh, well he said look I'm going to bring some Grosseil to you now he said um, I'm the caretaker that works on the island for the old cemetery and he said every time I make a journey away from there I always bring two little stones from the pathway in my pocket so that I can be still attached to the island Right. And he gave them to me. Right. So I have them at home. So yeah. hopefully the next step now is to put my two feet on the island. And, 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 and have you anything lined up that would potentially bring you to Canada? Well, I have. Um, I'm delighted uh, to announce that I'm um, attending um, the Celtic Colours Festival with the Ladies yeah. in October uh, for the, I think the 12th, 13th, 14th. That's over Thanksgiving. Yes. Um, and I'm delighted to do that. I've been there last year for my first time right. in, 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 in Canada. Uh, on a cruise, but this year, I'm really uh, looking forward to going. Um, another place I would love to go to, if anybody is out there has contacts, I would love to go to Newfoundland well, as well and, and, and do some beautiful place. Absolutely, I'd love to. Well, Don, it's getting busy here because uh, we're in the green room behind stage uh, for the finale concert, the farewell concert, and uh, it's, it's getting busy. And it's been great chatting with you, and thanks a million. Lovely, awesome. Delighted to be able to talk to you, and lovely to talk to your listeners. Thank, Thank you very much.